Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. Hey everybody, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy. That is me, but I have a very good interview with Gabe Suarez coming up. And we he had some very, very interesting things to say about just being a being a preparedness person and preparing for your self-defense these days in 2022 almost 2023 so that's coming up real soon here in just a minute i want to take a little bit of time to mention that this show is entirely now supported by you the listener there are two parts to this interview you're going to hear one part right now the second part are for all of the patreon supporters I got a lot of Patreon supporters. I could I could use some more. That's how this show now survives. Uh, I do have the Amazon store still left, but I don't have any sponsors anymore. So it is Christmas time. You are doing your Christmas shopping. Please check out my Amazon store. Go to handgunworld.com. There's definitely some good gun-related items that I recommend and that I use. If you want to buy those, if you don't, if you don't want to buy any of the products in my store, that's fine. Just do your Amazon shopping by going to my store first. Handgunworld.com and click the Amazon store. And of course, I'll be putting a link for Patreon. Patreon.com slash handgunworld where you can listen to part two of Gabe's interview. Here comes part one right now. Okay, folks, my special guest, I'm bringing him back again, Gabe Suarez, founder, CEO, Suarez International, Suarez Fitness, Suarez Tactics. Gabe, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. Hey, the last one was very well received, the last interview we did. So you're back for part two. Awesome. So how's business at Suarez? You know, um, it's it's steady. I mean, everybody knows that. Uh, I mean, if I came on here and said, "Oh, this is a fantastic year," everybody would think I'm full of it because you know this is a difficult year for business for everyone. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're kind of keeping our uh, you know our head above water, and you know we're we're doing okay. Uh, could be better, of course, that, but that's not a story that is foreign to anybody's ears. Um, well, yeah, you know. it's not. No, it's not. We we spoke a little bit during our last interview about Suarez Tactics, and so that's kind of a new branch of your company, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm 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 separating the components of the company. I mean, there's there's some there's some behind the scenes things going on that I don't I won't, don't want to divulge yet. They're all good, um, but yeah. um, the uh, the training part I've I used to have it separate. And uh, I forgot what year it was. Uh, we we integrated everything. Well, it's time to separate it again. And so Suarez Tactics is uh, is a training entity and training entity alone. We don't sell anything. I mean, we may sell a T-shirt or something here and there, but mm-hmm. it's uh, the focus is on training and developing the art of gunfighting um, without you know having to. Hey, we're 
focusing on this gun or that gun or whatever. It's it's all uh, uh, you know the the mind based, skills based, and not so much equipment based. Yeah, well, I had a couple of your instructors on the show a while back, Marco and Brent. Yeah, and they yeah, were talking guys. a lot. Of, yeah, they're great guys. They were talking a lot about the mind-based aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my yeah, next question but, then, Gabe. In huh. your opinion, what should the mindset be today of people that are carrying guns for self-defense? What do you think they should be well, thinking of? You know, um, it's kind of a self-selecting thing, you know. Um, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of people out there that aren't, I, I, they're not really gunfighters. You know, they, they just, they, they, they have the pistol, they carry it in their glove box or in their, their briefcase or, you know, keep it in the, the nightstand drawer and, and all that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what to tell those folks because it's just like anything else. You're either going to develop skill and be good or you're not. And uh, what I'm basing Suarez tactics on are for those that self-select, that want to be exceptional, that want to be distinguished uh, with their skills. Uh, this is not going to be, you know, the 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 sort of entity that's going to appeal to the, you know, the NRA defense inside the home type folks. And not that there's anything wrong with them, but that's just not going to be our focus. Um, our focus is going to be to make people that come to us. Uh, as as skilled and exceptional, not only with their their shooting skills and their manipulation skills, but also their their ability to process information in a uh, critical event. Uh, you know, knowing where they stand in the big scheme of things, being able to justify their action, and not having a fear based mindset, but rather one of confidence and ability. That's a good point. That's a good point. Not having a fear uh, of it all, but but having the confidence to get rid of that fear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Knowledge gives you confidence. Confidence replaces fear. So if somebody is relatively new at this and they're open minded and they say, OK, I want to get some training. What would you advise them to do? Um, You know what? <clears throat> I would uh, I would tell them to go and seek out. Uh, any credible source that is just going to teach them basic handgun skills. And, and we're talking handgun. Handgun is, that, that's the, the sword of the modern samurai. It's what everybody is going to have at the moment of truth. I mean, I love rifles. I love shotguns. I, it's all fantastic stuff. The reality is, you know, if, if I was to get into gunfight tonight, I'd probably have a pistol with me and not some sort of Daniel Defense or, or Remington 870 or whatever. Yeah, so that's true. I would tell them develop. Yeah, develop develop some skills there, and there's a myriad of people uh, uh, teaching good stuff. I vet the instructor, of course. You know, he's got to look the part. He's got to have creds, you know, and all that sort of thing. And and then uh, maybe maybe not so much listen to the 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 mindset liability stuff because a lot of these guys don't really don't really understand that. Um, but just get some basic skills, and then once you're comfortable with basic skills, you know, come and train with us. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll supercharge that stuff and, and uh, you know, train you to think like a warrior. Right. And they can find all of your training classes where? Uh, so we got a new website. It's, uh, it's really simple, Suarez Tactics, S-U-A-R-E-Z-T-A-C-T-I-C-S. 
All right. They can find it at SuarezTactics.com. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I got a fantastic staff, too. My God. You know, these guys, uh, I, I'm humbled that they, they want to be a part of my organization because they are <laughs> they are fantastic people. I mean, skilled, knowledgeable. My goodness. Well, that's good, Gabe. And that's what makes you successful. And I'd like to take you back a little bit. Your story is excellent. You've told it on this show before. I've heard you explain your story to other people in in other uh, venues and things like that. Talk a little bit about you, your background, and even where you came from and and, and what your mindset is. Well, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> we could we could spend hours talking about that. Yeah, give uh, me the but... short version of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so I was I was born in communist Cuba, and uh, you know when uh, uh, when most kids talk about their their uh, you know their earliest memories and so on, you know they talk about their their grandfather throwing the baseball and all. My my memories all include uh, you know uh, uh, people being afraid and and violence and and all that you know sort of thing that you know you see in uh, a, a communist country, you know, the whole degeneration of everything. And yeah. so, you know, I, I grew up around that and, you know, I, I decided to not, I don't remember when that was, it was, I was a kid, but I decided to not allow that to become my future. And, uh, you know, I started training, uh, karate, a, a real violent system, Kyokushin karate, uh, at an early age. And, um, you know, that, that the kind of training that they did back in the early 70s, they'd never be able to do that today in a, in a public type of environment. It was more more like what the MMA guys do today. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, it it taught me to, you know, get my mind right, to accept that, you know, sometimes things are uncomfortable, sometimes there's pain, and, uh, you know, that uh, uh, while you may die here training, you're not going to quit. You know, and uh, so it uh, it kind of developed that thinking. And, uh, you know, from there, I went into law enforcement. I did 15 years, um, you know, retired from injuries and whatnot. And uh, uh, I got a lot of really good stories and good uh, experiences and uh, uh, and whatnot in, in law enforcement. Uh, I worked uh, patrol like everybody else does in the beginning and then gang right. investigation and SWAT. And, uh, you know, I was involved in a lot of critical incidents um, and, uh, you know, have the the uh, the commendations and, and all that stuff, which is which is kind of cool. And uh, that's kind of where I learned, uh, you know, to develop the system that we're teaching now, which uh, I, I think is very successful. I think it's the most developed of of anything that I know that is out there. Uh, and, uh, it's based on the, the single person, the single operator prevailing against odds that otherwise would completely destroy him or her. And, yeah. uh, we've had pretty good success teaching it. Good. Well, thank you, Gabe. I wanted you to go through that brief background because I want people to know your credibility and that you've been there, done that. You've been in these situations. And so you and your staff, you, they're going to learn from people that have, that have, you know, some skills. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah. You know, to when know. I was, I'm sorry, when I was, uh, when I was selecting my staff, I, I asked people just to me resumes and, and, uh, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, I got so many, it was, it was crazy. It took me two weeks to sort out all the, 
the uh, the messages, and it was very simple. I said, look, you know, if you're going to teach for me, uh, you, this is what I need. You need to have either uh, a police background, and, and not, a, you know, a police background sitting in dispatch or writing parking tickets or, you know, uh, you know stopping grandma because she was five miles old. I mean, you know, legitimate law enforcement, chase the bad guy type stuff. Right. Uh, or military uh, or some sort of, uh, you know, like, Strong, full contact, mixed martial arts kind of experience. So, all my all my people are are uh, super skilled, super experienced. You know, uh, I wanted them to all have teaching experience because you could be the best fighter in the world, but if you've never taught anybody anything, uh, you, you're not going to do anybody any good. Right. So, uh, I'll have teaching experience. Uh, I'll be articulate. Uh, I talk to all of them on the phone, almost all of them. Uh, and I listen to how they speak and how they express themselves and, and all of that. And they're all very good at that. And, uh, and the last thing I said, look, you guys got to look the part. Okay. You know, so you have to be fit, you know, when you walk onto the range or into the lecture room, everyone's going to look at you and go, that's gotta be the instructor. Look at that guy, how he carries himself, how he moves the command presence, you know? Uh, and, uh, and I, I think I, I think I got that with these guys. I am super impressed that they, they want to be a part of what I'm doing. Good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Okay, a little bit of a different question. There's so much focus these days on the gun. You know, what gun should I get? What features should it have? What should I carry? How should I carry? You know, all that stuff. And it can really be overwhelming for some people to try to figure out, okay, how best should I defend myself? What advice would you give to those people? Well, you know, um, again, going at it from the Suarez tactics perspective, uh, where I am not so much interested in selling a product, but rather, you know, this is kind of what I think. Um, you know, it all depends on the level of dedication. Now, again, uh, my focus is going to be on people that self-select uh, to be better than the average. Uh, and, um, you know, look, uh, it's very it's very attractive for people to go and buy some small pocket pistol and and uh, you know and carry that around thinking that they're they're good to go and, and sometimes you have to do that because of the environment that you operate in but what I'll tell them is you know carry the most powerful weapon that is reasonable uh, you know like for example uh, right now um, you know I've been really dabbling with the CZ line uh, and uh, it's kind of what I'm carrying now CZ 75 Omega uh, okay. with a red dot and um, you know it's been tuned up by the guys at, uh, at Suarez International it's got a fantastic trigger you know and I carry that with a couple extra magazines and I prefer that because of its characteristics but you know Glocks are fine M&Ps are fine you know uh, but select select the, the the pistol because it suits you and your lifestyle, not because you know uh, you know YouTube hero number one or or so and so said that hey this is the <laughs> best thing going the seals carry it and and all this you know John Wick carries one of these things who cares you right. know pick something that's going to work for you and your lifestyle and uh, and then get really good with it just just practice as much as you can with it. Uh, you know, dry, dry practice, you should dry practice every day. I spend probably about a half hour a day, uh, working on my, my manipulation skills, my draw and, and all of that sort of thing. I don't have to, but I do, cause I want to maintain my skills. I want to be really good. Uh, and, uh, 
you know, and, and that's, that's what I would recommend, you know, carry methods. I mean, today we, we have to be concealed. It's just, it's even in places where open carry is, is legal and it's, it's common and all that. I really don't prefer that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in making a political statement. I'm not interested in, you know, Hey, waving my rights in people's faces and all of that. Uh, I, I want to have my weapon with me in the event that something happens, I'm prepared to take care of business and that's it. And, uh, it, it, it it needs to be concealed. And so, you know, figure out a way to carry it where, uh, a casual visual inspection of, you no one's going to think, Oh, you know, Bob is carrying something over here and, and whatnot. And that that's part of, you know, holster selection, clothing selection, and, and all that sort of thing. And I'll say, I'll say this, the fitter you are, the easier it is to conceal a firearm. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I was, I was watching something on YouTube the other day. I forgot who, who put it up, but it was, you know, uh, how fat guys can carry appendix. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, that's kind of the wrong attempt at solution. How about you know, stop drinking the beer and eating the donuts, and then you can carry right. appendix anytime you want. Right. Don't be the fat guy. Then you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I appreciate the answers that you just gave because I think there is too much focus on the gun and not enough focus on the skills yeah. and how you're going to use it. And yeah. I've always been a big believer that you are the best investment that you have. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you you are going to pay more dividends than than most other investments. And you're certainly going to pay more dividends to yourself than than buying a gun, a certain type of a gun. Yeah. And you know what? And that applies straight across the board through your entire life. You know, it does. Uh, I was at a, a business conference last week and every presenter that went up and spoke said, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you are your best product, you know, from a business context. But it's the same thing, uh, you know. Invest in yourself. Uh, you, you know, be, get fit. Choose the right equipment. Uh, you know, make yourself better at whatever it is that you're trying to do every day. Uh, exactly. And I think a lot of people get kind of lazy about that, and they they uh, they stop doing that at some point. Well, they do. And time also is your most valuable asset. And how you're spending Absolutely. your time. You just mentioned dry practice. You spend time dry practicing. And most good shooters and most good, most people who believe in, in you know, defending themselves the proper way, they do dry practice. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah, that's, and anybody that tells you that, that they don't and is a good shooter, I think they're probably lying. Yeah. Yeah. They got to be a good shooter because they're dry practicing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not exactly. trying to take anything away from going to the range and actual shooting and training because that's that's the ultimate. But you got to get your fundamentals down, and you can do a lot of that in your garage or your basement or wherever it is that you dry practice. Well, you know what I'll tell you. What I'll tell you is is this. Um, you know, live fire is is great, but live fire should be a validation of your dry practice uh-huh. uh, live fire look for most people uh it's they they, does, they think that i go and i blow a thousand rounds every single day at my private range and and all and that's not true i just don't have the time to do that i mean i'm running two businesses and you know i'm doing a bunch of other stuff so i'm as busy as the next man and but uh i prioritize my skill development i prioritize my time for me 
and that includes uh, dry practice. And, you know, there's been a few times just in the last couple of years because things have been insane. I mean, first of all, the, the trying to get ammunition a few years ago was next to impossible. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I went for, my gosh, I think about six months without going out and shooting. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. What I could do, I can't control circumstances around me, but I can control me. Mm-hmm. And so I spent, I spent, you know, a half hour or more every day drawing the pistol from concealment, moving off the X, uh, marksmanship-based uh, stuff, weapon manipulations, all of that. So, uh, you know, and then the pistol katas that we do. Uh, so all of that, the skills were still fresh for me. And then when I finally got out to shoot, you know what? My skills did not degrade in the least. Good. Uh, so, you know... Yeah, shooting is great. Uh, I, you know, if you if you have the ability to, to to do that, do that. But shooting should be a validation of your dry practice work. It shouldn't be the end or the goal itself. That's a great way to put it. It's the validation of the dry practice that you have put in and the time that you put in. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way. And that's like with anything in life, I believe. It's it's a validation <laughs> of how much. You know, you've practiced. If you want to be good at something and you never practice and train, it's you're you're setting yourself up for failure. Exactly, exactly. I've yeah, learned you that. You have to spend time. Yeah, I've learned that. I mean, just in my ordinary life, in my sales career, you know, after 36 years, I'm still going through a training class, a sales training class mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot to learn, even though I've been yeah. doing this for decades. There's still more that I need to know. Well, you know, it's something I learned a long, long time ago. Uh, you know, I got a, a friend of mine, Mark Fleischman. He's a retired LAPD. In fact, a shout out to Mark. He's got a uh, a company he teaches called it's Sentinel Defense. Uh, and uh, anyway, Mark, uh, you know, he's one of my mentors. And uh, you know, he said something once that stuck with me: sometimes a teacher, but always a student. Exactly. That's good. Sometimes yeah. a teacher. And Mark's company is, what's the name of his company? Sentinel Defense. I'm going to link to it. Sentinel Defense. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. Fantastic teacher. You know, he does a lot of uh, law enforcement uh, training in, uh, in SoCal. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, you know, smart guy, great guy, you know. Uh, and, you know, like I said, He's one of the guys that I said I want to teach like that guy does. Mm-hmm. So Sentinel yeah. Defense. Oh, okay. I just found his website. Yeah. And I'll link to him uh, as well, and of course Suarez Tactics. I like that. Uh, sometimes a teacher, always a student. Yeah. Exactly. So looking at your courses, Gabe, at SuarezTactics.com, um, it looks like. I'm trying to open this up right now. View the courses. This is where people would sign up. Right, right. And you got some active shooter interdiction coming up in February. I see that. Yeah, well that that one's already full. Uh, I've got uh, another yeah. one in October. It is. And full. Uh, you know that's it's a it's a great class. I mean it's um uh well I'm not, you know it it's a great class. I'll leave it at that. I, <laughs> you know there's, there's some some stuff that we discuss in there that should be only for the students that attend. Yeah, um, don't divulge that stuff. It's very effective. Yeah. You are also coming to Texas in April. Um, yeah. To yeah. teach optic, optic-sided pistol gunfighting. Yeah, for uh, for John Payne. 
I got to say this. I got to say, um, you were the first to really pioneer the optics. Uh, I'm not going to say that you invented it, but I'm going to say that Suarez International was the one that really brought optics to the forefront. You started that. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, um, I'll tell you, you, you'll notice that every time that we talk and I, 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 I say something or I, if it's something I got from somebody else, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know, like the sometimes a teacher, always a student thing. And unfortunately, in the gun community, that doesn't happen. You have people that um, they're, they're kind of predatory and a new idea comes around and they go, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to take it. And then they, they grab onto it and they pretend it was theirs and they never acknowledge anyone who doesn't come from their own little mafia or their own little circle. Right. Uh, and not good. Uh, so they never, they never get credit. You know, we, nobody, nobody gives birth to themselves. Everybody stands on the shoulders of giants. And so for heaven's sakes, at least acknowledge those people that, uh, that originally came up with ideas or that taught you. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't see that as much in the gun industry as in other places. And it's Mark Fleischer, you said? Fleischman. Fleischman. Mark Fleischman. Yeah. Yeah. Just picture Sam Elliott with a 1911, and that's him. (laughs) That's a good word picture right there. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Um, Well, you know, I think it was about 2010, was it not, when you started um, being a big proponent of optics on handguns? Wasn't it right around that time frame? Yeah. We started we started kind of working on the concept in early 2009 and uh, 2010 uh, was when you know and we were milling having slides milled for for various red dots various permutations and so on and it wasn't until 2010 that we said okay this is this is the one that's going to work best well, which is the uh, the Trijicon RMR mm-hmm. in between the side one side to the front rear sight all the way to the rear, RMR in the middle, and, uh, you know, okay, this is this is the one. This is the one that's going to work best. And uh, and then we taught the first red dot combat pistol class, uh, I believe it was November or December of that year. That was the first one mm-hmm. ever taught anywhere on earth, no matter what anybody says. That was the first one. Twelve years ago. I remember ago. the yeah, I remember the gun media thought that's the dumbest thing, you know, you put a $500 optic on a $300 gun and, I know, and I now remember everybody... that. <laughs> I remember. I mean, Gabe, you you're so right. I got to make a comment about this. I, I read endless amounts of posts on gun forums, which I don't get on gun forums hardly uh, anymore. Everybody yeah. was saying the same thing. It's so stupid. Why would I spend $600 on an optic that's yeah. more than I paid for the gun? <laughs> Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how now, now? <laughs> yeah, now look at it here. So you were—I mean, yeah. you were looking into the future back then, back in twenty. When was the first class? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. Uh, and I—I I, I, want to say November, December, because it was in uh, in Prescott at that the one the yeah. range that we used to use up there, and uh, and there was snow on the ground and we were freezing, but <laughs> it's like okay, we're going to do this class and and uh, I. There was a good number of people too, uh, yeah. and uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I had guys that they were taking shots standing up at 200 yards, yeah. And they were they were just it's just 
what, what magic is this? It's not magic. It's that the, this item allows you to express your marksmanship to a greater degree than what we were using before. Yeah, simple as that. And you know, competition shooters—they've been—they've been running red, uh, dots on competition guns for a long time. Well, you know it, that's true. And uh, so, uh, you know, in in all fairness, uh, I believe that uh, you know, and I'm not a competition guy. I don't follow that. I, there was—I think his name was Jarrett. He not put Jarrett, a big yeah. aim point on a on a 1911 at one point, and then. Uh, you know, but the thing is, when when those guys were done with their matches, right? Those guns went in a gun case, and they grabbed an iron sighted 1911 or J for whatever it was. Right. They put that in their belt and they drove home because yes. those pistols were not combat pistols. Right. And uh, you transitioned and, it. You transitioned it from the competition yeah. gun that went into the bag to the defensive gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. Uh, I don't know if he's even still around anymore, but his name was Kelly McCann. And uh, he did a, a, a video for Paladin Press where he was using a Glock 19 with a doctor sight mounted on a rear dovetail mount. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it was a really tall mount and didn't have, uh, you know, iron sights or anything like that. And I remember I, I did email him and I had a discussion with him on what his findings were and, and all of that. So, you know, he, he, he deserves credit for, for that. And then I had another gentleman... Uh, named Don Nygord, who uh, he passed, uh, but he was a fantastic bullseye shooter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very well known in the bullseye community. And uh, he showed up to a class and uh, he had, uh, I forgot what the make of the pistol was, but it was an, it was a 45, some sort of Italian or, or German made cocked and locked thing. It was that fantastic piece of equipment. It was like a Lamborghini that shot. And uh, and he had uh, he had a doctor mounted on the back as well with no uh, no iron sights as backups and uh, you know so I got to I got to handle that a little bit and so, so both those guys deserve kudos for kind of uh, pushing me along in my my search. And now look at the red dot uh, the red dots on handguns. Look at look at the popularity yeah. of it now. I mean it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and. You know, it's the way to go because there's just so many advantages to it. Well, you know, it doesn't take anything away. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've I've, I've show I show show that in class. I show that on video, where you know, if you've got somebody five feet away, it doesn't slow you down. And you know, if you got somebody ten feet away or fifteen feet away, in other words, your your typical close range gunfighting distances and so on, it doesn't take anything away from that. Uh, but when you need those super precise shots, you know, all you see is the bad guy's eyeball from behind cover or, you know, an elbow, or you, you got to take a shot past someone who is an innocent or a hostage or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and, and, or it's a very long shot. Absolutely. It's going to be a benefit. So it doesn't detract from anything, but it gives you capabilities that, uh, you know, 20 years ago. People would have thought, oh, there's no way you can do that with a handgun. Well, yes, there is. Yeah. How many times have you heard people say or they would write, oh, there's no reason you would ever need to take a 25-yard shot with your defensive handgun? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and yet in the last few years, we've seen that a number of times. In Indiana Uh, recently. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, we've seen it. uh, You know, people have defended... They've used it to stop church shooters and 
and mall mm-hmm. shooters and all kinds of situations where, yeah, sometimes you do have to take the 25, 30, 40 yard shot. Yeah. You know, I think what happens is the gun community, um, you know, is it, it, and I see the same thing in the martial arts community. Um, they're very driven by tradition and, and some of the, some of the, uh, I want to say the founders, you know, the, the, the OGs, as we used to say back in SoCal, um, you know, they, a lot of them haven't kept up with the new dynamics of conflict and they're still thinking like it's 1976 and, you know, the average gunfight is going to be at such and such a distance with (laughs) one, maybe two opponents you know, and these number of rounds fired and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, they scoff at somebody wanting to carry a, a, a nine millimeter with 15 shots and a red dot, because, you know, by golly, they're, you know, whatever it is that they're carrying, uh, will do the job just as like it did back in the fifties and, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, well, okay, great. But you know, you're not, you're not driving a, a, a Studebaker anymore. And you, you know, how many people have a, a, a landline in their homes and, you know, yeah. we don't, uh, we don't tweak the rabbit ears to be able to watch TV anymore, you know? So why not, uh, why not advance with the times? Yeah. It's not 1976 anymore. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> there are times I wish it was 1976, but yeah, we have to know, face reality. You got to take, take the bad with the good sometimes, <laughs> I guess. You do. Well, okay, Gabe, I want to transition right now. Um, First of all, I want to thank you for this uh, nice, concise interview here on Handgun World Podcast, the public um, version of it. Uh, I have a lot of Patreon supporters, and I promised that when I brought you on that I was going to have you uh, contribute some material for that. When we do that, would you talk about the double action CZs and why you like those. Absolutely. Okay. So Suarez Tactics, they can find all your stuff, all your training at Suarez Tactics. And Suarez Fitness is still going strong, right? Yeah, Suarez. So what I'm going to do, I was going to, I was playing for a long time with the idea of creating two separate entities. Uh, but instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to integrate the fitness aspect into the Suarez tactics, uh, world. And, uh, I, I have offered the possibility of including a fitness component, uh, to the training of, of my staff and okay. some that are going to take advantage of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, that way, uh, it's, it's going to be focused to what we want to develop in a student. And it's, it goes all along with the, the, the idea of, developing the complete fighter or the complete warrior. I, I'm sure you, you've you uh, in your travels have come across the term the uh, Renaissance man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> which is, you know, it, it's, 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 it's the, the person that Heinlein uh, wrote about when he discussed uh, the way human beings should be able to. Uh, it's the person that Kipling described in his poem, If. And uh, mm-hmm. so a Renaissance man, what we want to say is a Renaissance warrior, that's what we want to develop. Someone who is articulate, can speak, can write, uh, can uh, be on an airplane talking to an ambassador or be, you know, talking to some some hoodlum like he was Samuel L. Jackson at the same time. And, uh, you know, but also be very skilled with weapons, 
very skilled with their hands and feet and be physically fit. And so rather than creating a different entity, I'm going to incorporate that entity into Suarez Tactics so we can offer the complete package to our clients and students. Excellent. Excellent. Um, the one and only Gabe Suarez, thanks for coming on the show this time, and let's do this again soon. Thank you, brother. Okay, many thanks. Gabe Suarez, I very much appreciate you donating your time. He also has a Patreon page. You can check that out, patreon.com slash Suarez Tactics, and I will find that. I will put a link in the show notes so you can go there and also support Gabe. And it's really good. He spent he spent a lot of time talking about double action, single action pistols, and especially the CZ line of pistols, why he likes them, why they're effective for concealed carry use and self-defense use. Check that out. And you can find it on my Patreon page. Patreon.com slash handgunworld. Well, that's all for this week. I probably have another interview coming up next week. Plus, I have some other stuff that I'm going to be talking about on my SIG P365 and a competition match that I recently shot with it. I think you're going to enjoy that. In the meantime, until next week, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I will talk to you again next time. Goodbye.